everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of Conversations That Don't Suck. We have Veronica on today from Vulnerable AF, and Veronica will tell you all about the beautiful event that she has created, um, which is based out of New York City when we are allowed to have events and gatherings. Um, And before we dive into that, I just want to send a lot of love to all of you listening, um, a lot of thanks. Been getting a lot of really sweet feedback on the podcast lately, and I'm really grateful for all of you for being here and for listening. Um, and this means so much to me, and these conversations are so important to me. And I'm really grateful to share them with all of you and to be able to, to do this work. Um, also, just that feeling, feeling the need to send a lot of love because I personally have had a very challenging week in the world <laughs> the past week, and of course, a lot of things are challenging right now, but yeah, I've just been feeling some kind of deep, deep effects of this in terms of my own loneliness and just other things that were under the surface and not getting the attention they needed. And now they have nowhere to, nothing nothing to hide, you know, nowhere to hide, nothing to cover it up. And just a lot of things that are coming up for me the, this past week um, that's been building. And it's just been really challenging. It's been really, really challenging emotionally mentally physically like my body freaking hurts from feeling very like physically tired from mentally processing so many things and my body hurts from just like sitting in front of screens all day long and I'm not getting touched and so there's like physical pain comes up with that around uh, around that for me um physical touch is so important to me so important to human beings in general and yeah it's really painful unnatural thing for the body to not have that and that is just one of the things that is weird about this time. And uh, yeah, I love you all so much. Please always feel free to reach out to me and like tell me what your challenges are right now. And I would love to create space for that. And always super, yeah, really keen to hear about other people's experiences with their own loneliness. Um, yeah, reach out to me via email, through my website, Instagram, Facebook, where however it is that we are connected or not yet connected, just connect with me. And I want to connect with you. All right, and with that, we're going to get into the conversation with Veronica, and I hope you love it. We live in a world that is starved for more authentic connection. Better conversations are our first step in getting there. Welcome to Conversations That Don't Suck. I'm your host, Kyla Sokol Ward, and I'm here to engage you in truth-telling discussions about the super deep, always beautiful, sometimes ugly, and wholly honest parts of being a human. Real connection and empathic communication can feel easy and should be a part of our everyday lives. Most of our conversations suck these ones don't. Hi, Veronica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi. <laughs> so excited to be on here with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're joining me from many, many time zones away, all the way in Bali. And I'm so grateful that technology is allowing us to do this today, even though we're all on like 50 Zoom calls per day right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm really excited to be on here. It's like mm. perfect time and I'm excited to yeah, just have a juicy conversation with you. Right on. Yeah, I would love to. So I'm actually just thinking back to like when I first found your website, who I, and I think we've been over this. I think that it was through Jillian Richardson and um, yeah, when I saw your website, I was like, holy shit, this woman is like like doing the thing. And I, I just like got really jazzed that we're like really on the same page with a lot of the ways that we view connection, it seems. And um, yeah, I'd love for you to just say more about what you do and who you are and what you're about. And we can flow from there. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that we got to connect. Um, it was interesting the way we did connect. Um, like, you reached out to me, but I just redid my website and, like, uh, all of my, e- I wasn't getting my email. So it was just like, <laughs> finally, <laughs> we um, were able to connect with each other. And I'm happy that, you know, you, you did reach out and like found me and, um, and I got to know you so far and it's been really cool. So um, yeah, I am from New York and I am a coach, a speaker and a facilitator. And I started a community last year in 2019 called Vulnerable AF. And it is a community event series and unapologetic space for connection and vulnerable conversations. And Mm. I facilitate different kinds of connection exercises that provoke vulnerability and intimacy and uh, allows people to get to know each other on a different level. So um, yeah, last year it started when I was in my most like pain, one of my most painful uh, parts of my life. Um, I, you know, like, had all, I was part of all these different communities, and I had a lot of friends, but I didn't really feel connected to anyone. I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. I never felt like I belonged. And I realized, um, you know, after a few of the same heartbreaks, like I dated the same, I seem to keep dating the same kind of guys, just wearing different masks, or like mm. the same person wearing a different mask. And um, wondering, like, why do I keep running into the same situation that happens, you know, in a relationship or um, when I'm dating someone? And I realized, like, after, you know, seeing this guy, um, I really liked him and we got really close. And, you know, the minute we started getting really close, he and we, we ended things. Mm-hmm. And it was easy to project and, and blame him and, and be like, well, he ended things with me and blah, blah, blah. What's wrong with him? And it was in that moment, like I, when I felt like shit and I was looking through all of my contacts in my phone and I didn't feel comfortable calling anyone. Mm. And I was like, Wow it's not him. It's not them. It's not my friends. It's me. Mm. I, I am not vulnerable with anyone. How can anyone really know me and connect with me? And if I'm not willing to open my heart and open myself up Mm. to anyone. So I was feeling vulnerable as fuck. And I only wanted to have vulnerable fuck conversations with my friends. And I started a dinner and I called it Vulnerable AF. And I, you know, planned on guiding just different kinds of conversations when in reality, I just wanted to like have a space to talk and vent and like share about what I was dealing with and like just talk about like real things and not have surface level you know, party conversations that I was normally having. 
and um, you know, it turned into if it was it went from a six-person dinner to um, fifteen people, eighteen people, twenty-five people to a forty-person uh, workshop series, and then I became you know, really obsessed with facilitation and connection and learning different tools and exercises and modalities and how I can be a better connector, a better communicator and um, impact uh, people differently in communities. So yeah, it's been a year later and I've led over 50 workshops and conversations. I've led one day um retreats i have started i started a teacher training last year a vulnerable af facilitator training so i teach people how to have these conversations safely and i give people different tools and exercises and um uncover what you have about vulnerability and connection so that you can effectively have these kind of, teach these kinds of conversations or lead these kind of conversations so yeah, that is it. That's what I started last year. And it's been a beautiful journey. Oh, that's so beautiful. I didn't um I love that that was born out of such a like a clear moment. Um yeah. after yeah, like a chain a chain of events, it sounds like. I'm curious how your personal relationships have transformed since then. Yeah, since vulnerable as fuck or through vulnerable as fuck, I have found my best friends you know we I have a, I have a group chat with a group of friends and uh it's called the deep and meaningfuls because we have deep mm. and meaningful conversations all the time I love that uh, <laughs> yeah I found my best friends and and it's it's funny because like actually like most of my friends that I found were through like that connection and like hey have been to vulnerable AF and then some people have met their vulnerable AF and then we've gotten closer and um I've also I'm also in a relationship now um and I'm also I'm in a relationship with someone um who definitely contributed to my journey around vulnerability like and my my fear of vulnerability um was actually like it wasn't the the that like the, the relationship where I was like oh my God, I just need to, I, I, I need to do this. But it was actually like right before him, um, I met this guy at Burning Man and we uh, like immediately hit it off and went on a second date <laughs> to uh, Belize. And <laughs> Classic second date, am I right? <laughs> you know, cash second date. And, uh, you know, like got really close very quickly. And then um, the minute I started like liking him and, you know, feeling like, oh no, this guy can hurt me. I ended things with him and I really liked him. And, um, you know, we disconnected and um, it was like, then, you know, like a month later I met that other guy and same kind of same. It wasn't like we didn't go to Belize together, but same thing happened. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was so it was like through that journey of like, wow, this is the thing I need to work on. Like, this is the thing I want to work on. This is my pain. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still afraid of vulnerability sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's the thing that that um, drives me and pushes me and has like 
had the most growth on me and I, and I needed to, I needed to like walk down that path in order to have the friends that I have now and to have the love that I have now. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, him and I reconnected um, because yeah, like that was the thing I needed to work on and work through. And uh, yeah, as my relationships are like, are awesome. And, and I probably have like too many deep and meaningful conversations <laughs> now, but yeah, it's been the perfect time for it right now too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm curious. So when you're saying that you're, um, that you were afraid of vulnerability and you weren't being vulnerable in your relationships previously, I think that a lot of people have this, um, this conception around vulnerability that like being vulnerable means that like, we're talking about deep, dark secrets and childhood trauma and like all of this stuff that's like really uh that you would only talk about with a therapist type of thing and that can Mm. be a vulnerable share but there are obviously like as you and I know a lot of ways to be vulnerable and I'm curious what were the ways that it was showing up for you like what were you what was your vulnerability fear before Mm. yeah so I always had this fear of being vulnerable because if I like show too much if I was um too nice you I had this fear that you would perceive me or people would perceive me as weak or mm-hmm. um not powerful enough and whoa I could not have anyone see me not powerful you know like mm. that was a big deal for me or you know especially I did a lot of personal development um a lot a lot of personal development for a while and I mean I still do but you know, when I, I, I had, uh, I needed to look good mm-hmm. for a long time. Like, oh, I'll only show, I'll only share with you the things that, you know, I want you to know about me. I'll share vulnerable, I'll share something vulnerable with you, but it's kind of like still not going to be the thing that mm-hmm. um, I really want you to know. So, um, yeah, like what I've also experienced in that when I uncovered, you know, like this fear that I had about like looking good and look, I mean, looking bad from looking good. Um, I discovered that vulnerability doesn't have to be so heavy either. Like mm-hmm. even when I started doing vulnerable AF, you know, in the beginning it was kind of heavy. Like, um, and uh, I realized, you know, vulnerability is also fun. Like you, it's fun to be yourself. It's fun to, you know, share something real with someone and um, be yourself. Vulnerability is a beautiful gift. It's, you know, it's risky. It's uncomfortable. Um, You know, uh, the other night, uh, my friends and I were playing this game called Closer, and it Mm -hmm. has different uh, question cards and action cards. And, um, you know, one of the questions was like, what's a funny, what's a funny moment or like, what's the funniest, let's share something funny. And, you know, like I would, I, I used to be so afraid of sharing something like this. And because I was so afraid of looking bad and looking stupid or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just telling one of myself and I shared a story about 
a time recently when uh, like my friends and I were at uh, it was a spa and I was waiting for my friends and this really cute guy was sitting next to me and I needed to fart. <laughs> I farted, but I didn't know it would be loud and it was loud. And I had to, I had to, I couldn't move. I was like, well, I can't move now. And like, I shared that and it happened. It was hilarious. And it was just like, you know, maybe last year I wouldn't have shared that because I'm like, oh my God, I can't tell people that, uh, you know, that happened to me or like, that's so embarrassing. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it is, but it's also like (laughs) real. And it also like brought, sharing that story, it gives people permission or sharing vulnerably or sharing a story like that, even if it's embarrassing and it's funny, gives people permission to share something really funny and like share something that's like really embarrassing or like really yeah. funny and that's that's the gift around vulnerability it's like when you share something brave you know it doesn't have to be about fart but if you share something <laughs> real and authentic you know it gives people permission to be real and authentic too and share something like and share something real that maybe they wouldn't have shared with you because it's mm-hmm. scary and it's risky it's uncomfortable it's like telling someone I love you mm-hmm. with the um, opportunity or risk that you won't get it back or you won't hear it in return or telling someone, you know, I don't have enough money to pay for rent this month. Mm-hmm. Like it's real, it's uncomfortable, it's, but it's also, it brings people closer and it, it allows people to really see you mm-hmm. for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I'm tracking like one of the things that you said um, just earlier when you were saying that like you might sometimes share something that feels vulnerable, but it's not the thing that, that like maybe sounds vulnerable or feels a little vulnerable, but it's not really the thing you want someone to know. And I love that you use that word. That it's mm. something you want someone to know. Cause I really, I agree. I agree with you. I think that like when we're sharing the things that are real for us, even if they feel so vulnerable and so scary and so risky, it's like we want people to know that side of us and like, and that side of us wants to be known so badly. And it, yeah, it's usually the side that like is getting no attention. It's the part of us that is not getting seen, is not getting heard, is not getting valued for what it's there for. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it is like, we do want people to know about those parts of us, but it's, we don't feel safe to, to bring it out. So I love that you use that word, the the word want. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, Oh yeah. I'm going to share something that could be risky, but not that risky because if I share something Mm -hmm. risky, then people would really know me and Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to be left or people would leave with the fear that most people have that I, um, have spoken to about this is like, I'm afraid of if I tell you this you'll leave me I'm afraid of mm-hmm. um, rejection or shame mm-hmm. and or feeling shame so a lot of those things come up and you know it's really it's it's like it's that's what I want to hear like that's yeah. what I want to know not yeah. that thing that you want me to that you don't want me to know or like that you don't you're afraid of that, but I want to know, like, 
what's that thing? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the real shit. It's the juicy stuff. I'm, (laughs) I'm curious, like how, um, yeah. What are the ways that you create a safe space to make this happen? Like what, what do you think helps people in your environments to, to feel, uh, to feel safe and then compelled to want to share these parts of themselves when you do your events? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, really important. Um, Getting people grounded, right? And like sharing principles and agreements. Like every 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 event, uh, I share principles um, and agreements that you know consists of you know everyone agreeing that uh, we are responsible for our own experience. You know, meaning you know holding people accountable for being responsible for yourself and others. Like meaning if you need to walk out, you need to take a break, you need to get a snack. Like I, you know, let's agree that we'll, we're going to do that. And mm-hmm. confidentiality. Uh, we agree that, you know, whatever happens in the room stays in the room. And if, if, if there's like you, I, I, let, I say that people can use these tools and exercises but, you know, if there's something personal that's shared or there's something personal between you and another person that is that stays in the room and no coaching, no advice. Um, oh, love and, that one. Yeah. And respectful of boundaries, including your own. So I always lay down those agreements. People agree or have counter offers and then. We do a few exercises that, you know, are, are grounding. And we also, we just like, I mean, I, I make sure that I start off everyone with like, you know, it's not, we don't do like the heaviest thing, or like, the, like the, the most like peak experience <laughs> yeah. of, the, of, the, of the event. But, um, but yeah, like I, I get people, especially in, a, in person, you know, we get connected first, we get to know each other first. Um, you know, and I lay down principles and agreements and I check in with everyone and we, and we talk for a little bit. So there's time to get into the room and into the space and everything I say and everything we do is an invitation. But however, I invite you, I invite everyone to explore their, explore that depth, explore your depth. And I Mm -hmm. talk about triggers and I talk about like, you know, just because you're triggered doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If you get, if at any point of the night, if you get triggered, or if we at any point of our lives, not even the, not even just the night, any point of our, of our lives, when you get triggered, you know, sometimes, you know, it's easy to run away from it mm-hmm. and avoid it, and you know, vulnerability is an opportunity to explore it and you know dive into it and it might feel uncomfortable and it might you know bring up some fear and you know sensations in your body um but this is like this is i invite people to you know look at their their night and this is the time and this is your time to explore it so Mm -hmm. yeah um I think just giving people that option to know like, okay, I can, 
I can explore this or I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, helps people feel okay and safe. And, um, and I think definitely, I'm, I'm even like, I, I'm also studying what that is. I, I'm continuing to be a student always. I'm studying like what that is to be safe, like to have a safe conversation, to make people feel connected yeah. to you. And, you know, what is that? Like I'm, I, uh, I've been reading a book called the art of conversation. I forgot the author. Yeah. I know this book. I'm also <laughs> blanking on the author's name, but yes. Yeah, so oh yeah. I know this book. So, um, yeah. And it's like interesting. Like what I'm interested in is like learning, um, how to, just have conversations and but with ease and and with presence Mm -hmm. um sometimes a lot of conversations consist of you know interruption or you know thinking about what to say at the end of what someone just said to you and like how can you just constantly be in the present moment and present experience and and you know and and like be careful with asking like really personal questions you know Mm -hmm. from the jump when you first meet someone even though I love personal questions but you know not everyone is okay with that so yeah it's uh it's kind of like it's it it does come with practice and like in nature I guess uh Mm -hmm. to learn how to facilitate these kinds of connections and conversations and you know it really takes takes tools I mean like and even like like you know too like authentic relating is something that like that you are a facilitator in and uh so am I and uh that has really helped me as well like learn how to like just connect in the present moment always Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I love that you're saying that it is it is such it's an art and a science and um yeah, definitely. Like I remember sort of at the beginning of my facilitation, my my love affair with facilitation, I would say things like, oh yeah, I can get people into a room and like, we're all going to be best friends in an hour. And it's like, no, no, that's not how that works. And also like, it's, um, yeah, like to move someone to an extremely deep place really fast is not always the goal and it's like rarely the goal you know like like you said you can't just start off with the most yeah. intense thing the beginning of the night and um yeah you have to like ease people into it you have to create the psychological safety like there's a real science that goes into like how people become feel safe with being vulnerable with each other it's like it's like a yoga class right like i mean mm-hmm. yeah you could go to yoga and like just like jump in to a headstand right but like mm-hmm. that's not <laughs> so the point of it <laughs> and um you know it's, it is like it's a it's a it's a practice like it's I remember like uh I did my teacher my yoga teacher training a few years ago and I remember like before that I was like I don't think that I could ever teach yoga because I am never really uh patient I thought that it took patience mm. to like practice breathing and practice warming up and I thought that was so that part was so boring I actually I always thought that part was like really boring I'm like I don't think I I have like patience for that I just like like jumping into it and then when I did my teacher training I learned like how to facilitate class and it's Mm. I think it's starting with grounding and you can do, you can start, you can do these practices or ground 
people in many different ways. It doesn't have to just, you know, be breath. But, you know, I really, when I learned, when I learned the art of that, um, I realized like it's the same in conversation and connection and, and facilitation too. It's like, wow, you do need to, if you want to go deep with someone and have that deep experience with someone right now in this moment or in a classroom or, you know, in a yoga class or anything, or, or even speaking, you know, you need to open up the conversation and like get people connected to you and grounded. And then, you know, maybe, and then take, and then go maybe reach that peak experience and go deeper and then come back to ground, come back to close, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can't just like leave someone in, a, yeah. in, a, in like a deep space. It's like, all right, well, thank you for sharing your biggest fear. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you also have to come back and, and like come back to ground. That's why, you know, yoga starts with like grounding, peak, and back on the ground. So it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an art and definitely a science and it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's fascinating to me. I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is super fascinating and, and it's super um, uplifting also to know that like there are certain ways to kind of like make this measurable and to make it, um, um, what's the word, like almost formulaic in some ways. And I hate to say it's like connection is formulaic. It's not exactly what I mean, but that like the art of creating vulnerable spaces, like there, there is a bit of a formula to it. And there, we do have to put a lot of structure and intentionality into it. We can't just like expect people to show up in a room and want to talk to strangers about things. Like we are not trained no. to behave that way at all. Yeah. And, and so it's so freaking brave. It's so mm-hmm. brave for people to show up to a space called vulnerable AF and, you know, work on vulnerability or open up and, you know, um, open up to strangers or just even like the desire to meet new friends, meet new people and know that there's a possibility that you're going to share something that you've never shared with with anyone before. It's so profound and brave and amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because like sometimes people show up to vulnerable AF and they're like, what? is this like what am I gonna do (laughs) like yeah you know like sometimes I want to joke with people and say like we're gonna sacrifice the human yeah right and we're going to (laughs) but it's like it's you know it's it's that is a fear around it and that's a stigma Mm -hmm. about vulnerability is that it's scary Mm -hmm. and then you don't do it and you know with like people like you and people like me and like other amazing you know facilitators people who love connection like the 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 intention for this space or this kind of space for vulnerable as fuck is to change that stigma around vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be so scary and you know, not everyone deserves their vulnerability. It's like Brene Brown says that Ooh, like, yes. not everyone deserves it, right? You have to create uh, a trust mm-hmm. and you know, um, you people need to feel safe to do it too mm-hmm. it's not a requirement yeah yeah we need boundaries around it yeah I mm-hmm. love that you're saying that like vulnerability I think there are just so many ways to bring vulnerability into our lives that don't have to feel like deep and dark 
um, as you're saying. Yeah. And like one example I'm thinking of actually just a few days ago, um, I live in San Francisco. And so of course, you know, we all live on top of each other as you do in New York. And um, <laughs> the people who live next door to me that my, my bedroom shares a wall with the apartment next door and they are always like blasting music in the middle of the night and it's freaking miserable. And I went over there and I like knocked on their door and I said this like young dude answered and I was like, hey, I was like, you know, I'm Kyla, I live next door, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this feels really vulnerable because I'm like kind of afraid of confrontation. I don't want to make, I'm like afraid that you're going to become angry, um, even though you seem like a really nice person so far. But I was like, I just feel really nervous saying this, but can you turn down your music, whatever, whatever. And it was just this really like easy way to be like, hey, I feel a little bit nervous and I want to tell you why and like bring a little bit of vulnerability. And like, yes, it felt scary for me to do that, but it it's like mm-hmm. such a great way to help people just feel you a little bit more instead of me being like, hey, can you turn your music down? I don't like it. Like it's um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah, like it's like it's like, wow, you know what? This is how I'm really feeling. Like I I feel nervous sharing this with you because I'm yeah. afraid that you're not gonna like me anymore. Like yeah. because I'm like a mean old lady living next yes. door. <laughs> like, and you're just like, no, like this is how I is this is this is what I really want versus like keeping it in and then building resentment and you know also possibility building up all these stories that you have about this person next door because you were afraid mm-hmm. of being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting that you say um, uh, afraid of confrontation. You know, growing up, my parents used to fight a lot, and you know, I actually grew up around a lot of confrontation. So um, that was normal for me, like yelling, screaming, and mm. arguing, defensive, like getting defensive. Like that was just that was that was normal communication for me. So um, I think that that subconsciously. That is definitely why I, you know, started walking down my path of conversation, connection, and uh, vulnerability is because um, I didn't, I didn't have a space for that, and I didn't, I couldn't uh, communicate what I really needed and what I wanted in a, in a, in a way that would be heard, and I really deeply wanted to be heard, mm-hmm. um, and I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, it's so funny because, like, I think I, I think I worked really hard when I started doing landmark and like personal development. You know, I worked really, really hard to make sure that I said everything really well. Like, I've yeah. learned how to communicate, and I learned the best ways to say things. I worked really hard on. Um, not being confrontational like I, mm. I I worked really hard on being like really nice and you know um pleasant to be around <laughs> and <laughs> and you know actually until I started doing like authentic relating and you know kind of studying uh, not kind of studying more tantra and um getting more comfortable in myself and my body and my and my uh, communication. I actually love conflict now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it's. I know because I am more confident in dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't confident. I didn't do. You know. I guess like there was in my head that like, there was a right way and wrong way dealing with it as a kid. And you know now 
um, it actually like to me I I like I love to I dive in it now <laughs> like when I I know how to diffuse a difficult conversation now yeah and it actually like turns it's actually fun for me and it's it sounds a little weird but um you know and I think it's really beautiful I think conflict is beautiful like like authentic relating is you know um one of the principles is welcoming everything and mm-hmm. I think as a kid you know um yeah like anger and frustration was really normal mm-hmm. um but then getting when I grew up and I you know, learn different ways of speaking, ways of being, I thought that anger was really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I do not want to get angry. And like, I did not, I, I just pushed that away mm-hmm. so deeply. And now I, now I, I welcome it. Like, I love it. Like, I, I, like, crying and screaming is such like a, it's, it's such an emotion that I think like human beings just like, push away and um don't allow to move through their body and actually like it's so it's so beautiful to move that through your body too you know um and and definitely like make sure if you're if you're angry like you know yeah you can there's different ways of dealing with anger but it's not something to avoid um and you know it's not a bad thing either Hmm. Yeah. It's it's so interesting to hear you talk about your upbringing and how that influenced the sort of the style of communicate of like whatever you considered healthy communication at first to be. Because I came from kind of like an opposite upbringing where I wasn't necessarily instructed to bottle up my feelings, but like that was definitely what was modeled to me. And that like mm. people would like clearly be angry, but like wouldn't have a conversation about it. Um. Or mm. and then eventually explode. And, um, yeah. And like, as you're saying, like when we're not willing to be vulnerable and say like, Hey, this thing that you said really made me angry in a way that's constructive. Sometimes that would get said and it was just not done constructively on my part too. Totally. Um, yeah. And then of course, when we, when we aren't able to confront people, then we build resentment and we create the stories as you're saying. And like, yeah. and, And so my journey with it was a little bit more like, yeah, learning to learning to allow myself to be angry and learning to like express the anger. Well, actually, you know what? I think like the biggest challenge probably that I have gone through and continues to go through is like expressing the anger when it shows up instead of like fucking three months later. Like, um, yeah. yeah, cause it's so much like, yeah, my conditioning really sinks in of like, don't be angry. Don't like, don't cause a conflict. Don't be unpleasant. Like you're, you're going to be unpleasant if you cause a conflict right now. So just like keep it in, process it, deal with it yourself. And, mm-hmm. and it never works. It never fucking works. Like, I just need to like <laughs> say it, it out loud. Is, like, inauthentic. It's inauthentic, right? Like yeah. a little bit. It's like, you know, when you're pretending to be really happy and like really mm-hmm. okay with things versus like, yeah, how are you really feeling? Like, I actually trust you more if you mm-hmm. lost your shit. <laughs> like, I would have probably trust you more than uh, if you are like, no, I am not. I'm totally fine. Like, I'm not jealous. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. mm. one time I told her, I told this girl, um, she was like, I'm not jealous. And I'm like, mm, I don't trust people who say they're not jealous. Mm. 
<laughs> and I think like that's also like me, you know, really being comfortable with like poking people in a way, yeah. like and not because I want to poke you because I want, you know, to you know bring out like something bad in you. Like I want to like I want to feel you. Like I want you. Mm. I want to give you permission to like to be yourself. Like it's like be fucking jealous. Tell me you're jealous. Yeah, like, that's cool. That's great. <laughs> you know, um, tell me you're fucking pissed. Yeah, like, I want to. I want to. I want to know that. Yeah. You know? so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. As we're saying, it's like people. Like people want to know us. People want to feel us. And when we're we're just so rarely doing that for us. We're so rarely letting ourselves be felt. And even mm-hmm. I'm like I'm sure you've gotten this as well like even when people do share ourselves share themselves a lot of times like if you ask me how i'm doing and i say oh well you know i'm i'm feeling really stressed and this isn't i'm i'm sharing like maybe my not perfect side it's so common for people to like qualify statements like that and be like oh i'm really oversharing or like i probably shouldn't have told you that or like sorry i'm sorry i'm talking so much sorry that i'm being such a downer like they have to just like find a way to diffuse it almost and it's like no give me the darkness like this is what i want yeah 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 and that's the fear of like my my fear of vulnerability too has been Mm -hmm. you know i'm afraid of you know in relationships like if i tell you how i'm really feeling i'm afraid you're gonna run away from me i'm Mm -hmm. afraid you're not gonna like me because i'm not pleasant all the time um you know what like you don't like me from if you if if you don't want to be around me or if you're not interested in my in in who I really am like great like I can I can be with that and I can be with and I can still be your friend and still be with you in you know in someone else in in another person's world like maybe another person in another person's world they're uncomfortable with anger and frustration Mm -hmm. and sadness. So like, can you be with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that. Something that my boyfriend and I, um, something we do that's really helpful is we play fight. And like, um, you know, I, you know, we like push each other and (laughs) it's like, it's, because <laughs> like you know if I'm feeling angry with him or I'm annoyed with him instead of you know holding it in and you know becoming really resentful later you know it's actually like fun like we allow each other to like push each other and poke each other and you know it's playful and like we end up like wrestling each other and it's just like it allows it allows like any aggression that you have kind of built up um and sometimes like I just want to like like oh you frustrated me and like push him but like but we push each other back and it's like and then I'm and then we're over it and then I'm fine and then it's Mm -hmm. and it's also fun you know it's like we think that like oh my god if I like tell this person how I'm really feeling and hold it all in they're not gonna like me anymore so yeah yeah Mm, yeah it's so important so important let that energy flow totally it's it's building up anyway yeah right um beautiful well I want to be mindful of our time here and there are two things that I want to do before we close one um I would love for you to share with the people uh, where we can learn more about you and what you're doing 
I was going to say in New York, but whenever we return to our lives, um, but perhaps (laughs) whatever you're offering online right now. And um, then I want to ask you a series of some lightning round questions that I'm doing for all my guests. Um, So first, yeah, please tell us where we can find out more about you. Yeah. So you can find me on uh, my website, www.veronica.com. You can find you know, what vulnerable AF is, how to find vulnerable AF on social media. And then you can also uh, get an, see an application if you're interested for the facilitator training. You can also see that on my website. Um, you can follow, if you find us on Instagram, vulnerable AF NYC, and Facebook, vulnerable AF, and keep up with upcoming events. And um, I'm actually, during quarantine, I came up with this idea of a summit, this leadership summit. It's called the Brave as Fuck Leadership Summit. So mm. I'll be interviewing uh, different leaders and collaborators. Um, I'm collaborating with leaders to and talking about time when you know we have to be brave and offering some kind of resource and um, exercise. So I'd love to have you on there if you're interested. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. Great. Right on. Well, definitely excited to, to learn more about that. Um, cool. Let's dive into some questions. Okay. So first, right. um, what is something that most people wrongly assume about you? People wrongly assume that um, I'm really, really nice and I'm really, really sweet. but what what they don't know all the time is that I'm a firecracker and Mm. I love diffusing difficult conversations and like and challenges and yeah I'm brave as fuck Mm. yes love that (laughs) love that Mm -hmm. um what is something that you would like to be acknowledged more for uh, I'd love to be acknowledged for my love, my love for, for others, mm-hmm. um, and even it, it, my love, uh, especially during this hard time, has, has definitely come off as, like, overbearing and a little, like, controlling, like, I'm, like, cleaning everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, making sure everyone is you know, washing their hands and like being mindful and like what that, but what that really is, is like, I just love people and I, um, I just want to, I just want to, I just care about people and I care about, um, care about others and I'd love to be like seen and acknowledged for that more. Mm, Beautiful. What is something that most people learn from you? People learn how to be themselves or that it's okay to be themselves. They learn new ways of being in connection. And last, um, I'm excited to hear your answer on this. What is one of your favorite questions to ask other people to help you to get to know them? My favorite question is what do you love about yourself? Oh, oh, such a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's such a a lot of people are uncomfortable with it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes. Totally. 
Right. <laughs> mm, yeah. Beautiful. Well, Veronica, thank you so much for joining me across the world to to drop in with me and to have a vulnerable conversation. It's so nourishing and yeah, it was so great to to speak with you today. Yay. Thank you, Kyla. I'm so happy we got to speak and this was such a nice conversation. And um it's like also relieving to just talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um about you know about life and you know it's like it's, it's a there's a a lot happening in the world right now and mm-hmm. um I think a lot of people could use a break from talking about what's happening in the world and and, and look at how we can be in the world mm, yeah yeah thank you yeah. beautiful thank you Veronica thank you All right, y'all, that is the episode with Veronica. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will be back next week, and I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening.